Thanks for tuning in to today's topics where we look at current events from a Christian perspective. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, with this, there's a lot going on, so I'm going to try to get to most of it tonight just to touch on it. But with this second impeachment going on this week, it would be real easy to not pay attention to some other things that are going on. Um, whether you agree with the impeachment or not, the facts are the facts. Uh, the Democrats are doing this in an attempt to keep Trump from running for office again. Uh, several of them said exactly that same thing yesterday during the trial. I was watching it. Uh, listened to a few of them, uh, but when it just became redundant in their testimony that they were only trying to persuade you know, a guilty verdict so he couldn't run again. I knew I'd seen enough. I knew what they were doing, and they said it. It was on several of the programs if you watched it. But uh, I'll let you decide what you want to think about the impeachment. But one of the major things coming up that the media is not covering, and for good reason, is a Supreme Court case that's coming up in March that is Coniglia versus Strom. This is a case about community caretaking exemptions to the Fourth Amendment. Now, the Fourth Amendment protects people from unreasonable search and seizure. That's what that is. Now, this case will basically decide if the government can seize property from your home without a warrant if they, quote, deem the action to fall under community caretaking. This is a big case coming up. You haven't heard much about it, but let me simplify it for you. It's, it's, it's a big one. This goes hand in hand with a couple of House bills are trying to push through. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this. might have been last week. But one of the big ones is House Bill H.R. 127. That's the main one. It will require everyone that owns a gun or ammunition to purchase a $800 license yearly. That's every year you got to purchase this license now. That's after you pass a background check and a psychological evaluation. Then you have to tell them where exactly your weapons are and when and what you use them for. <laughs> this is un unbelievable. Minimum fine of $50,000 up to $150,000 and a minimum of 15 years in prison for not abiding by this law. This is major. And that's what they're doing. You can go to congress.gov. It's the it's the government website that tells you about all these different bills, all the stuff they're trying to get passed. You can go read it yourself, congress.gov. Look it up. But HR Bill 5717 goes right along with this 127. It's a lot of numbers. I know it's a lot of junk. But if you'll just go to congress.gov, you can read about it yourself. But this Bill 5717, and it covers some of the background check requirements also. And among other things, it removes any limitations on civil liability for gun manufacturers. Now, what that means simply in our language, if some nut goes out and shoots somebody, then they can turn around and sue the manufacturer of that gun into bankruptcy. They're setting it up to where they can shut these companies down at will. That's what all these things are doing. And, you know, if you sell ammunition, if you sell a gun, without having this license, 15 years in prison. I mean, so this is a big thing that's coming up. 
if you have ammunition at your house that you don't and you don't have that license, they can charge you with this. That's what's coming. Hadn't passed yet, but this is what is, is in Congress that they're looking at passing. Uh, we really need to pay attention to this. Not that we can do a lot about it individually, but le at least we can know what's coming up and what to prepare ourselves for. This is some major changes that's coming up. And you have to remember that this stuff is going to keep happening. It's not going to stop uh, quickly. If you'll remember, I talked about this, the next congressional election is not for two years. So they realize that they have to get as much done in the next two years as they can. Because they're not guaranteed that they're going to win the House next time, see? They don't know. So this is going to happen quickly, and it has been. This is major stuff. So if they don't maintain the majority, you know, they're going to try to get everything done that they can right now. I urge you to go to congress.gov and educate yourselves on what's about to be voted on. We need to know what's happening and what they're trying to do. And I urge you to do that. We could very well be looking at some life-changing things happening very quickly. A couple of things to go over also on this vaccination stuff. Oh. Australia and South Korea have already implemented a policy that requires a proof of vaccination before you can fly on their airlines. Now, Canada this week has passed a similar policy. Um, I know what some of us are thinking. Well, I don't care. I'm not flying overseas. Well, Biden's transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, announced this week that a negative COVID test will soon be required for domestic air travel. It's coming. It's here. So now it's not just international flights. It's going to be domestic flights within the U.S. So if you want to fly anywhere in the U.S., you're going to have to have a negative COVID test to start with. After that, it's going to be proof of vaccination. That's coming now. I'm telling you. I told you guys weeks ago how they were going to do all this. It would be endless lawsuits if they tried to force vaccinations on you from the government. They know that. They can't do that. It, they'd be tied up in court a thousand times in each state. So they're not going to do it that way. To get around it, they're going to start with travel. I said that, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're going to start with travel. Next, it'll be your job. That is next. You can, you can write that down. Employers will make it mandatory. If you want to work there, you will have to take the shot. That's coming. Like in Ireland this week, they just placed a $2,000 fine on anyone that's flying out of their country for vacation. They want to keep them there. Makes you wonder why. Why are they fining people $2,000 just to fly out of the country? But Ireland did that this week. It's a law. Israel is voting on legislation this week that will allow employers to prevent workers that aren't vaccinated from coming into work. What starts over there always comes across the pond and it gets over here. Always. You can write that down. The Israeli government announced yesterday that vaccine refusers, I'm quoting now, will only be allowed to go to supermarkets and pharmacies. Now, how crazy is that? Why do I want to go to the supermarket if I don't have a job? I can't buy nothing when I get there. So you see what they're doing. You don't get this vaccination, you can't have a job. If you don't get the vaccination, 
you can't go anywhere except the supermarket or a pharmacy. Now that's not just overseas. You have to look at the globalist mentality that our government has now is they're going to look to do the same stuff. They always do it. So that's why we look overseas first to see what's coming here. Uh, you need to be prepared mentally. It's why I tell you all this stuff. I don't ever try to scare you or tell you what to do or what to think. That's not my, that's not my intention. I just want you to be educated. I want you to know what's coming. I don't want things to surprise you because I've said before, like me, if I can prepare just a minute mentally for what's happening, I can much better deal with it than if something's just thrown on me all of a sudden. So that's what I like to think is that if you just understand what's happening and what's coming down the pike, then maybe you can be a little bit better prepared for it. That's why I want to tell you this stuff. But all the stuff's coming here. Just look overseas first, like I said, and you'll see. Uh, don't let this stuff catch you off guard. Educate yourself. Be prepared for what's coming because it's coming. Speaking of vaccines, a report came out Tuesday where South Africa has canceled the use of all the AstraZeneca vaccines because, I'm quoting, they found there has been no benefit to their use. Now, South Africa's don't think of all of Africa as some desert, you know, where people are running around in huts. That's not it. South Africa is very westernized. They're a lot like we are. So for them to decide that they're going to cancel the entire AstraZeneca vaccine because, put it in my language, it ain't doing nothing. So they stop totally. Makes you wonder, you know. You've got uh, some countries that are forcing you to take it, and then other countries are stopping it because it's not working. It really makes you wonder what's going on. You know, we're not conspiracy theorists. You just look at what's happening and say, what in the world? You know, how can this country say you have to have it? This other country says, no, we're not fooling with it. You just got to look at all that stuff. Uh, then you look at the report that came out this week. The AP, this, you can look this up on the AP Newsline. It says that Wuhan, China has been virus-free for over a month now. The virus originated in Wuhan, China. We know that. You go back and look at the reports from six or eight months ago and you'll see all the stuff, not the stuff that they're covering up now, not the stuff that they're deleting now. Go back and look at the original reports. The virus came from Wuhan, China. We know that. So now that it's completely gone, they've let the World Health Organization inspectors in there and they say nobody's wearing a mask, everybody's back to work. It's just like it was never there. So you have to ask these questions. Do, does Wuhan, China have a cure? Or, you know, what's going on? Do they have a cure? Are they not telling the world about it? What's happening? See, all this stuff just doesn't add up. None of it makes sense. So when something doesn't add up, you got to go back and start looking at details. And unfortunately, that's how my brain works. I have to go back and look at details if something doesn't add up. I can't just let it go. Uh, so then you have to look. If, if Wuhan is virus-free, and other countries are totally stopping the vaccine. Other countries are totally forcing the vaccine. I'll let you come up with your own conclusions on that one. Uh, stay alert, people. Stay very alert. The CDC, I don't know how much confidence we put in them, but it's our government centers for disease control. The CDC announced Wednesday 
that they are now endorsing double masking. I know you've seen the memes to where Dr. Fauci has the whole box of masks on his face. I just, you know, how many masks, where is it going to stop? Next month, are we going to be told to wear three? Are we going to be told to wear four? You know, how many, you know, how many masks is enough? This is just my opinion, but I really think that they're just doing this to see how compliant we will be. I think that they're mentioning this double mask thing just to see how many sheep will fall in line. I mean, why else? Come on. I guess you heard about Robert Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah, he's a one of the Kennedys, very powerful political figure. But he was banned from Instagram this week because he spoke out against vaccines. You know, the cancel culture that we now live in is on a rampage. Uh, if you, you know, do or say anything that doesn't line up with extreme liberal ideology, they try and destroy you. And they're proving that every day. We see the movie stars getting fired. We see everybody's accounts getting canceled. Uh, this is just the beginning. They're pushing it and it's working and they're going to continue. It's like I said a good while back, if you can totally shut down the president of the United States from social media, you know, if you remember, I said, who's next? And now we're seeing it's everybody, anybody that does not agree with their theology on things is being shut down. The lady that got fired, what yet? The movie star yesterday, she got fired for speaking out on social media. Uh, it's just the beginning. But Newsmax reported this morning that, I'm quoting, the Biden administration declares entire country sanctuary for illegal immigrants. Can't make this up. You can look up Newsmax and find all this yourself. There's 25,000 asylum seekers that are to be allowed in immediately. By immediately, it means the 19th. I looked it up a minute ago. That's next Friday. There's 25,000 of these asylum seekers that's been in Mexico. Uh, the last administration put a halt to them. Supposedly, when you try to come into this country, they check to see if it's a legitimate thing. You know, uh, are you in fear for your life? All this kind of stuff goes into deciding whether or not they're going to let you in. And before, the way it used to be done is you would come in, they'd give you a court date, and then if you never showed up, so be it. There was no consequences. So people just came across the border, drifted into the country, and, and, and they just vanished. Well, the Trump administration tried to stop that. They tried to keep them on the other side of the border until their court case came up. And so these 25,000 have been in Mexico the whole time waiting. So now the Biden administration has removed that limitation. So now... Friday, all 25,000 of those are going to come right in. And then it's just like they used to do. They're going to drift off into the country, and there's no repercussions. There's no consequences. They're not going to be heard from again. Uh, there's 6,000, if you remember, that was in that caravan that was coming up from Honduras. This is in addition to the 25,000. But the 6,000 were stopped in Guatemala for the time being. Uh, We'll see what happens with that, but it they haven't been allowed to leave Guatemala, the ones that's in Honduras. But uh seems pretty clear that with this announcement of allowing the asylum seekers in and the fact that the Biden administration immediately canceled all border wall construction, it seems pretty clear that they won't pretty much open borders. 
so that's coming uh it's just gonna it's gonna start really on the 19th which is friday when 25,000 are allowed over here in mass uh, this is something that i really need to touch on uh, yesterday in denmark i know that denmark the scandinavian countries are pretty liberal they always have been like sweden you know denmark but even this goes to another level yesterday in denmark the government has proposed a new measure that will mandate all sermons in churches or mosques be submitted to the government for evaluation before being preached. You can find this at LaCroix International if you want to look that up. Is that what's going to eventually make it to the United States? You know, when I first started reading that, I was just shocked. I said, we're not going to be able to preach a sermon until we write out our outline and give it to the government for approval that seems that seems crazy and communistic man it seems unbelievable but they're doing that overseas and i wonder is that coming here so then i, I looked up a couple of stats for you guys it may not shock this country quite as much as it shocks some of us you know in 1999 70% of americans were church members it's 1999 in 2020, it was 50%. So in 21 years, we lost 20% of the people in this country to church membership. Only 35% of Americans now attend church on a regular basis. That's heartbreaking. 35%. I had a sermon a week or two ago when I preached that uh, in 1963, when the Bible you know, like the big Bible case where it was taken out of public schools. It was like 93 or 94% of all Americans believed in God. And then last year, it's down to like 60%. So since Bible has been taken out of public schools, 30% of our population doesn't even believe in God anymore. That's relevant. That's a big deal. Uh, so now you've got 65% of Americans that don't even go to church ever. You know, I just wonder if if a law like they just passed in Denmark, well, they're going to vote on it. It's not a law yet, but it's a, it's proposed. I just wonder if that does make it over here, if, if a lot of people will even care. Because they're not going to church anyway. So they don't care what's being done to the churches. I think that's a big problem. But Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians 2-3 that there will be a great falling away before the Antichrist comes on the scene. I think it's obvious that we are in the midst of a great falling away. You can't deny that when you look at the numbers. So I'm not really sure how many people are going to care if the government dictated our sermons. pains me to say that, but it's true, I think. The underground church in places like Iran and China is just exploding in numbers. I look at some of these missionary sites and some of these things, and it's just awesome. It is awesome the number of people that are coming to Jesus in some of these Muslim countries and some of these formerly atheistic countries. Uh, you know, they have to sneak around from house to house in order just to meet and to have church and worship. And Christianity is just growing there by leaps and bounds, while here with a church on every corner, Christianity seems to be dying. There's some correlation there. I think there's something there that we need to be made aware of. But... You know, let's do our part to remain faithful. Uh, let's remain joyful. 
in the promises of God's word. Like I keep saying, I've read the end of the book and I know who wins. But it may be tough getting there. You know, a lot of things are changing. So let's just be educated. Let's be alert and uh, just lean on the promises of God's word. But thanks for listening and y'all keep reading your Bible. Thanks.